Hi, this is Gary Mottershead, uh, President of GCP Industrial Products, and welcome to this episode of Clarity Generates Confidence. As I have had in the past, uh, Nathan Pike, our Vice President and General Manager, is here with us, and this is, again, a real timely follow-up to the duty scenario, the tariff war that has been tagged as between China and the United States. So, Nathan, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Happy to be here again. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we've done this, and uh, the, the reason has been is there hasn't been too much activity, other than the fact that uh, we thought about it and we think about this every day and have been for several months, and, and what we can do to strategize not only uh, with our, for our customers and with our suppliers to mitigate the duties that are there, which we've been successful and we'll talk a little bit more about, but also really to prepare everybody for what's coming. And I, I want to take this opportunity to thank Thank our customers in, in particular for, for thinking ahead, planning ahead, uh, getting their orders in. I also a big thank you goes out to all of our suppliers who got us to the point of, of you know producing in as short as 28 to 35 days, shorter than some of the other times we've had all year, including the, the ramp up that we have. There's been great work done by Melanie and Sarah in our logistics department to understand how to clear containers earlier. So if anything's coming into the Midwest or into the East Coast can clear the West Coast early. So there's really been a lot of learning, a lot of going on to make sure we can be on top of this for all of our customers. And now, as we heard yesterday, as President Xi of China and President uh, Trump of the United States have come to their ceasefire or 90-day pause, this information is all going to come in to be very valuable. Right. So, Nate, what's your, what's your take on this? You've worked at this more closely than I have. What are you seeing now? What have you seen in talking to our customers? What's your feeling out there at this point? Yeah, so the conversations that we've had to this point are uh, to remind ourselves and our customers that this is a pause. It's not the end of the trade war, uh, but it does give us some breathing room and it gives us an opportunity to do some more in-depth planning. And we've talked a lot over the last three months uh, through this podcast and a lot more uh, offline and about how we can position ourselves and our customers short term to manage through these tariffs and mitigate the costs, which essentially it's a price increase that we have to mitigate for our customers, and then see if we can find some longer term strategies that we can employ so that they're confident, comfortable, and can focus on what's important, which is their end users and their customers. Uh, so maybe we can talk about a few things, and, and I've got a couple of questions that sure. maybe I can run by you. Yeah, sure. Uh, and the first one is, in the short term, so you and George were just in China, and there, so the three things that I'm going to ask you about, the first one is alternative strategies, longer term strategies in China. The second one is something that we can't really forget about, but it's in the middle of the two big things, the current tariffs, and then now the 90-day delay tariffs, which is the Chinese New Year. And then after that, it comes back to tariffs coming back at the end of March. So starting within the last podcast, we talked about alternatives to China yeah. and how we can explore those in more detail. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, that's that's really important. I mean, certainly GCP's business is to help all of our, our, our customers and our, and our suppliers as well as ourselves grow. We can't do that if we're not competitive. And, and we know we're in that kind of marketplace. So we went out, George and I, specific purpose to work on, and I'm going to talk about two things. One, what can we do to mitigate the, the immediacy? Because clearly we aren't going to take 20 years of building a supply chain and, and, and the quality and the understanding that we have in a few months. And, and we never intended to. 
So the first thing that we were able to do was agree that we will also be able to mitigate the next 15%, recognizing 10% is already in, so to go from 10 to 25 is 15%, and that my understanding is somewhere about 50% of that will get passed through, maybe 7, 8%, 8% we're looking at that. And the rest of it, the, the system's been able to suck up. So from that perspective, no one's seeing any more than 50% of the whole 25. So just to be clear on, on that point, the first 10%, we pass through 5% to the customers, for the next 15%, we can pass through about 7%, so the total for a 25% tariff. Uh, what we would pass through to the customers would be about twelve percent. Twelve, yeah, and and not and, and not that we like a twelve percent increase on what would be what called commodity products. We recognize that it's just not us; it's not our our customers that are being affected. It's the whole industry. Right. So we're all we're all going to move at the same time. We also note a couple of things that we've recognized. That, well, what can we do? Can we have clearly? Can we have capacity back here in North America? And that's not that's not the case either. Most of the the companies who could produce have shuttered in some capacity. Uh, we also know that there's a shortage of labor. Um, the projections were of studies we had done a year ago or so that there'd be 2 million manufacturing jobs go unfulfilled in the U.S. by 2020. Well, we're only 12 months away from 2020 at this point in time. So to bring back more jobs when we already have a shortage. And I was with um, Deloitte, our accountants. Uh, they put on a big session called 360, they looked around, they had their chief economist in for Canada, and he said, this is the first time that, well, the U.S. economy is at a 50-year low for employment, Canada is at a 40-year low for un unemployment, I should say, and now this is the first time where there are more jobs available than there, for work than there are people working. Mm -hmm. So we got to face some facts here. As much as we might like to, emotionally, it's just not going to happen. So what do we have? So what's happening? So what we went and said, if this is going to be long term, and I have a I have a feeling that this is going to be long term. There's a there's a, a move to how we restructure the supply chain, and but that doesn't mean we don't look at things in the short term. So George went on from China to Taiwan and to Thailand, which are two countries we feel we would have the capability of doing that. Taiwan is about 25% more expensive right now. There's only limited products that we can move uh, from there. There's not the installed capacity. Uh, Korea, as well as we've looked at, doesn't have the capacity. Thailand's a possibility. We've seen that, that Thailand has moved and put in tire manufacturing when there were 25% duties a few years ago, and their Thailand facilities have, have actually become quite profitable. However, there's no infrastructure there. There's some raw material in there, which we'll look to see what we can do to help mitigate the costs in China, but there's no infrastructure. So we looked at it and said, you know what, and, and you've always made the point, for 10%, do we change the supply chain? And the reality is not really, because what would it cost someone for a few percentage points of quality? We determined at one time that the cost of quality was at least three times the cost of the product. So if it's a 1% quality, we don't have a 1% quality right now that means it's three percent on cost if it's two percent now or six percent on cost and it's actually as, as you have more it even becomes greater than that because it just sucks up so much time so we don't want to make those changes unless we can see that we're not going to incur the problems that we've dealt with over the past 20 years and not repeat them again and take another you know five or ten years to get to that point however uh, that being said we have a great support of our partners um, they're going to continue to look at how they can manage their costs and how they can also manage supply outside of, outside of China. In the meantime, uh, we, in considering 
we have still short term, 90 days to me is still a short term situation. This is where we are. And we're very, we're very confident. I know you and I have talked and George and I have talked on many occasions and with our suppliers. We're confident in the supply chain that we have. And that's what we'd rather go with. So we don't want to create a problem where we don't have one. If it's a cost issue, it's just not our issue. It's the whole industry issue. Yeah, and I think one of the great messages that you and George came back with from your trip was if there is going to be investment made inside of China, then our vendors will also be interested in participating in that. And if there's if there's a business case to set up supply from Taiwan, Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia in time, then there's certainly some interest from our vendors to have the most competitive supply chain. They're global manufacturers. They're some of the best manufacturers in the world for the product lines that they manufacture in. And they want to protect the market share of North America. So I, I think one of the best messages that you came back with is when the time's right, there are, there's capacity, there's the expertise, there's the skill set, and there's the resources uh, to be able to set up a supply chain somewhere else, which just to build that from green space and from ground zero is really challenging. And the other part we have to look at is as much as the U.S. is a big customer for Chinese product, it's not the only customer. Right. So the rest of the world's not encountering this problem. Right. So, you know, sometimes we have to stop, you know, not only be just North American centric, but recognize our, our place in the world and China's place in the world and what, what driving forces. I think we've been able to punch above our weight to be able to get the attention that we have. And I think we'll continue to be able to. But again, I think we also have to be really clear that we're not the only influence out there. If the whole world had a problem with China and everybody, Europe put duties on it and Canada put duties on it and Mexico put additional duties in South America, yeah, you're going to move out of China much faster. Right. But that's And they're going to want to move out of China because, as you said, they're not going to want to give up their supply positions. However, it's the U.S., and because of the uncertainty, which we've gone to manage, uh, that no one, it's really hard to make those long-term plans if the tariffs can come off in 90 days exactly. or go on. So that's, that's where we are. You asked a couple other questions. Maybe where did you... Yeah, so the next one comes a little bit to logistics and, and future planning, a bit of your expertise, which is to say that there are two big dates now in the future. This punt of the tariffs, it's not gone away. It's going to come back again at the end of March. Uh, and in the middle, like a sandwich, there's the Chinese New Year, and so which is the, right at the beginning of February. Uh, so there might be, and, and then to start it all off, we have the Christmas holidays uh, coming up in Canada and the U.S., and so there's an opportunity now to start to plan for the end of March. Well, and, and you know, we did, uh, I sat with Melanie on Friday, and we did a lot of planning, um, and as of, as of Friday, coming to Monday, the situation had even changed, because we were really just planning for the Chinese New Year, which is coming February 5th. Uh, we're expecting production to be shut down from 1 to 11, inclusive, maybe a little bit longer than that. And then we started to back up, when does, when does everything need to be booked, loaded, and declared customs? And So we're looking by the end of January for that to happen. Well, with, with approximately, we've been doing well, but 30 to 35 days in production, we really, if someone wants to have material to be shipped prior to the Chinese New Year, you want to have your orders in We'd like to see it by the 20th of December. You know, that takes us to that uh, the 21st of December, the Friday just before Christmas. So we can have time to get them processed and get them in. There's two good things, good things and bad things. China works over Christmas and New Year's. So just because we're not doesn't mean they are. They aren't. And the other one is, is that when we come back and we're fully geared up to go, they're just getting ready to shut down. Right. So, so really the important is let's 
not get into paralysis as we've seen some of the companies out there, fortunately none of our customers, and that get thinking about what's coming, get the planning done so that you can be in there in the production queue, hopefully to ship before Chinese New Year, because, again, coming to your second point, after Chinese New Year, we figure shipping will begin again probably around the, the 18th of February, and really needs to be, you know, as we said, uh, book loaded and declared customs by around the 1st of March, early March timeframe, which means we've got another two-week window in there. Hard to get a lot of things ordered and produced in that two-week window, so we really want to have them in the queue already, partially produced, and when we, they come back, we need time to be able to book the, container, book the ships on the containers and get them in and get them out. Because right now, according to the announcements from the G20 summit, there's not going to be a decision on whether it's punted down the road again, yeah. the duties, or put in till early March. That's too late. At this point, we cannot wait. If you want to have supply, you cannot wait for that to happen. Now, why is this so important? It's important because, again, coming to the economist that I talked to said, the U.S. economy, no matter what people think, the statistics and the numbers are showing, are not, it's not expected to slow down until the first quarter of 2020. So if you don't have product on your shelves, someone else is going to sell it. And you know what? I've heard that. I've heard that over the last few years that there hasn't been enough product. There's either been slowdowns or the Chinese New Year. So we've taken it into account somewhat in, in anticipation of the duties because we know what the pricing is going to be, whether it's now January 1, which we've punted to March 1. We know what the pricing is going to be. We can make that guarantee to the people now, all of our customers. So, you know, get on. I sort of said, get on with it. Let, let us help you. Let us get going. We've got the, the attention of our, of our suppliers who want to produce the product and produce the quality of product. And we now know how to move product quickly and efficiently and effectively to get it in and clear customs before the end of March now. Crazy talking about here, it's just the early part of December, but this is a this is a window of opportunity and we're thinking about it and we're pretty well convinced not everybody is. So Agreed. And I think if we do it effectively, then we essentially push any tariff impact on top of what's already in place to June, May, uh, June time. Yeah. And then even longer for customers who hold long inventory. So I, I think to everybody who's listening to the podcast, this is an opportunity. And we're going to be, for Gary's comments, uh, we'll be following up with some detailed plans for your supply chain. And uh, we're excited to, to come back to the opportunity to put something in place that uh, helps you stay competitive in your markets for an even longer period of time. Yeah. You know, as, as when we first talked about all of this, we really viewed the, the real negative impact. And no, no one likes to have price increases. Uh, no one likes to see the margin, margin shrink. Or, but, how, but the other part of it is, is that I think there's a real opportunity for those who do the planning. As the world gets more complex, then doing the planning and creating simplicity from that complexity, or in the, as we do in this podcast, creating clarity to bring confidence, you know, the market's going to be there. It's not going away. And that is one of the things that we know, and if, whatever I've been told for years and years and years, Gary, if I have product on the shelf, I can sell it. Well, this is the way we make sure you have product on the shelf and you're going to sell it. And it's a good thing about our business, it doesn't go bad. So let's uh, let's take advantage of the opportunities that the whole supply chain is, is ready to deliver. Excellent. Well, I think that covers everything that I had in my mind. Unless you have any more final words for... No, it's it's been, you know, I've described this year as a roller coaster and, it, you know, today is no different. But 
um, you know, if you've got the right roller coaster, it can be fun. And uh, I, I mean, we're in a position where we've got the uh, got the support that we need, and now can hopefully give that same opportunity to to our customers and to your customers, so that you're in position to deliver because we're geared up and ready to go. And uh, so from that part, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really blessed that we've been able to have the kind of relationships that we've had throughout the supply chain that we can move very, very quickly. And uh, I hope that we, you know, if you're listening to this, you think about what your situation is, get in touch with us and see what we can do because between now, if you've got it done by the time you take a break, if you do for Christmas, everything's in place and then, and then we go to work from there. So uh, with that, Nate, I really appreciate you being on this. We've done a couple of them. We may get the opportunity before the year's out. If not, I, I know I wish you all a Merry Christmas and to everyone listening. Till next time.